You're listening to Our Space with Matt Batiste. It's not my space, it's our space. To talk about music, the scene, and more. Here's Matt. Today's guest is Tom Keeley, vocalist of uh, metalcore band uh, Patient 67. Tom, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. I'm so happy and excited to be here. You've built a pretty solid following on social media between, you know, making metalcore and emo content and content for your band. And even your Twitter is really popular as well. Uh, How did you sort of build all that up? And how long have you been doing it? It's It's been a long journey. I mean, I think people uh, such as yourself who've been around for long enough to kind of sort of see the evolution of our music scene and see how different bands have come up and different bands have marketed themselves. I've, I've always really enjoyed like the different elements of social media. Um, I feel like, I mean, and I'm sure it's probably similar for yourself, like I enjoy making people laugh um, and making people smile but also I'm in this band that writes like serious, like a lot of the time, like, you know, heavy hearted music. And there's just something in that balance that I've always enjoyed, like using social media as like a tool not to take ourselves too seriously while also leaning into like the serious aspects of our music. So it's definitely been a journey. Um, And obviously social media has changed a lot over the years, but um, it's always like enjoyable to use it as like a way to like put yourself out there and mix things up a little bit with some different sort of content. Yeah, I guess especially with your content, it's so heavily emotional and heavy at the same time that, you know, it, it's nice to, I guess, be able to be like, hey, look, I know we're making heavy music, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. And we uh, there's another side to you, right? Like, did you start making content because of the band or was it just something that you sort of always wanted to do? I think that's a, that's a great question, actually. I've never been asked that before. And um, I think the answer is probably like, it's a little bit of both. Like, like I said to you, like I've always enjoyed making people laugh. Um, but also again, having been like listening to bands for a while, like, you know, going to shows for a while, you kind of, you and sort of being around the scene for a little while, you sort of enjoy leaning into like some of the like aspects of that and sort of turning that into, into different sort of content, making people laugh. And I think being in the band is just like such a cool way to promote ourselves. But I think if you just put, and I've said this, I think before, like in in a different um, sort of context, but if you're just using social media to push your band on people all the time, all the time, I feel like there's only so much of that you can really do. Um, I know as someone who listens to bands, like I'll see bands pop on my feed and like, I want to check them out. But if it's every day, if it's the same thing, it's like, okay, like, but like, what else are you doing? And I think the content is a nice kind of way to break that up a little bit and um, mix it up and make people like, you know, just, do something different other than just post about the songs all the time. So I think that I enjoy that variety and doing different things. Yeah. I mean, doing different things also, I think uh, is more inclined to get people to actually check out your music instead of just being like, Hey, new song out now. And then that's your video or just constant videos of, you know, playing clips of your song, right? Like it getting people's attention by making content, I feel like is the best form of advertising for a lot of bands. I would agree a hundred percent and the bands that do it, I mean, I've, I've got so much to learn and so much that I wish I could do with a bit more time, like on my hands. I think we're all, we're all time poor, like in different, in different ways. But I think the coolest thing is being able to say, look, and even just for me to avoid burnout for myself, rather than saying, look, 
rather than just posting super serious band stuff or like just memes, you can kind of do a little bit of different, like different styles of content and have fun with it. I think at the end of the day, it's something that should be enjoyable. Um, and I think the cool thing about for the stuff that I do is being able to mix that in with the more heavy sort of handed stuff. Um, and if people like, like the stuff they're seeing, they can go and check out the music. Sometimes we use our songs. Sometimes I talk about other bands. I'm, I'm a fan as much as I am like in a band myself. And I love being able to like, you know, showcase like the bands that I like as well. And the different sort of um, like elements around that. I love that. I love that. Especially, um, you know, talking about taking yourself not so seriously and whatnot. Uh, it's funny, like you, you mentioned like wanting to have fun. And that's sort of the way that I feel when I'm making my content. And I had someone reach out to me uh, the other day, actually saying like, hey, you know, don't you ever get sort of bogged down by the negativity within the within the scene? And I'm like, well, not really, just because, yeah, sure, maybe there's negativity there, but there's negativity within everything, right? And I think the cool thing is, is, you know, if you don't take life so seriously, like life's too short to take seriously about silly things like like that, right? So to be able to ha just have fun with it, like, oh, sure, someone's saying, like, that's not emo or that's not metalcore. Like, who cares? I, th you know, I think like that... Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think, you know, I went through my own sort of journey as a fan where I was very married to that, like in terms of like, you know, I only listen to like deathcore, I only listen to like, you know, even like when I was like younger and I was like, you know, I listen to pop punk, nothing else. Like this is, this is like my whole personality, right? And I think we can get very sort of tied to that. And I can understand like people are passionate about music. That's why we love it, right? Like, so on one hand, I'm, I'm thankful for that sort of intensive energy. But on the other hand, yeah, you have to separate yourself a little bit from it and be able to say like, you know, at the end of the day, like we all love music. We all care about this scene and being a part of it. And I think the great thing about content that people such as yourself do matters. Like you bring, like you bring people together through that. Like we're all just here because we love music. Let's not forget that. Let's, yeah. I mean, it's easy to get lost in everything beneath that. And, and as someone who is always overthinking as a musician myself, <laughs> I get that. But when it comes to like sharing the music, that that's the most important thing. And I think that is what matters, right? Yeah, absolutely. And as a creative, I'm overthinking everything as well. But <laughs> <laughs> sure, exactly. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like, you know, if some like people want to argue whether or not my chemical romance is emo. And I'm just like, yeah, life's too short to argue that. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, oh, real emo is is this or that or, you know, real metalcore is this or that. It's like, and eh, who, who, who cares? I'm not trying to call Creed emo, which was that funny video that I made uh, a little while back because it was just r ridiculous at the amount of people saying like, this is an emo, that's not emo, just, you know, who, who cares? But do you find that you have those sort of reactions um, from, from your content? hundred percent. I mean, I don't know if I'd get it on necessarily the scale like that, that we would like for creators such as yourself who are like, you know, I guess we, I still sort of do, put myself in a little bit of a pocket where I'm, I, I only have so much time. Like if I wanted to sort of branch out and cover like the broader, like emo spectrum, I feel like a hundred percent, I would cop that even more than we already do, which is very much around the, that's not metalcore or like probably the biggest one is like metalcore is not real metal, which is so funny <laughs> because it's like, okay, like what am I supposed to do with that information? I mean, I'm not going to try change your mind. Like if that's what you think, that's okay. Um, but at the same time, like, 
to me, it does sound like it's a little bit metal. Um, <laughs> so you have to kind of roll with that. And, and, and there are days. In the name. It has metal in the name. Like I could Wikipedia that would tell me something. I, I don't really like, but again, I think that's where it's like, I, I, there are days when I do get bogged down in that, especially if like I have a poster or tweet or something that's very like, like, and I, I never create content to be divisive ever. Like that's a rule of mine. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't create stuff to be controversial. Um, I will put things out there that I think can create discussion, but like not in a way that's like purposely pitting people against each other. But if I have something that's out there on Twitter or something and people are like, you know, sometimes people uh, might not agree with it or whatever, that's not where I'm trying to go with it. So when I have content like that, I just say, look, I'm going to step back and just like not kind of let it overwhelm me and just focus on doing the things that are like fun for me and that I think people will enjoy seeing, you know, and try to keep it simple. Yeah, and sometimes you create that like, controversial content without actually intending to you're oh, like well i had no 100%. idea this was going to be controversial <laughs> i think think the one that i did that still sticks in my mind i might as well talk about it was that like i did a um post that was like it had like a like a list of bands like the cat was like looking at the table and it had like these cupcakes on there and like each cupcake was like a different band and listed like a lot of the popular bands of 2023, like Sleep Token, Motionless and White, some other metalcore bands I like. I put my band on there as well, which sometimes I like to do. And it just got obliterated, obliterated because like people were just like, like, you know, this music taste like gives off like really bad vibes. And I'm like, man, that, that is not what I was going for at all. I was just trying to throw out bands that were like, kicking it like kicking ass right now. And I wanted to put my band in the mix. And like, I got dragged for that. And I was like, you know, so wait, you got dragged for putting your band in the mix with bands like Motionless and White? I mean, like, it's your band. Why wouldn't you do that? I would do the exact same thing. I think, like, it, and I don't hide from that. It was more just, like, the the commentary that was being created around the meme where it was like, oh, if someone listens to this music, like, they're X, Y, and Z. And some really, like, nasty things. And I was like, man, this is just bands that, like, I've seen people listen to and I didn't want to... Like, that's not the content I'm trying to create. I'm trying to create stuff that people can go, oh, like I relate to that or, oh, that's like, or if I'm posting about my band, like I want you to go and like see, see if you like what we're sort of putting out. Like it's really that simple. So Yeah, you're trying to yeah. put that positivity out there. More so than anything else, yeah. Like, you know, and stuff where people can say, and like you do this really well where it's like, you know, I listen to this band and I get these feelings and I'm conveying those feelings in the content. It's not meant to be a referendum on like who you are as a person like you know i don't know it's it's a fine line sometimes so i try not to walk it too much yeah there's definitely a fine line social media is funny this way that way just because you just don't know how people are going to react to something right like you could be putting something out there fully expecting people to laugh and all of a sudden they're angry and you're like what or you know if you wanted to make controversial content and it ends up being like relatable or funny and you're like you know, although I'm not saying that I make the controversial content because I'm like you, I like to sort of stay away from that. I'm just kind of at, also at the same point where I'm like, and eh, once again, life's too short. I just want to like make myself laugh and make other people laugh. Like that's why I started doing it was to honestly, my videos were making me laugh and I like laughing at my own jokes. So, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's that's it. That's the best kind of way to do it. And there's plenty of other places where you can go for that, like, you know, hard hitting, like, you know, takes, you know, I think it's, we're in take culture, right? Where it's very like, I have to have this, like this opinion on something. It has to be strong and it has to be maybe a little bit divisive and a little bit different. And like, I personally don't venture into that space. I, I mean, 
I have opinions about music, but when it comes to my content, I'm not really trying to sort of, I'm not trying to let like sort of let that seep into what I'm doing because I'm here to like, like push my band and push content in a way that's like funny and relatable. And, um, you know, that's it. I'm still learning as well, by the way. Like it's hard, it's hard to know. Like you said, Matt, it's very hard to know sometimes what the reaction will be. I think we're, I think we're all still learning. I mean, I'm still learning as well. I think we're all, uh, honestly, I'm kind of like, does anybody really have it figured out? (laughs) It's true. And it's always changing, right? Like there's always new things happening, new like platforms or whatever, but like new trends, like, and that's fine. But like, I think as like you said correctly, as long as you're doing things that like, you know, you enjoy and that you can, you know, find passion in, I think that's the main, the main thing. And that's what music is for us, right? We love the music and I, like I said, we shouldn't really lose sight of that. I don't think. Yeah, that's the core value of everything that we're doing. And like, we love the music and talking about the music and making videos around the music and all of that. I mean, that's what sort of brings everyone together. Like you said, uh, do you have a favorite platform working with everything? Oh God! I look. I'm going to sound old, but I really like Facebook. Like we tend to get the best um, engagement over there. Um, We have a really cool community of people over there. People of different like backgrounds and different ages, different countries. Um, Obviously, like Instagram and TikTok are cool. Look, I like every every platform has its own kind of thing. Um, I think that's what makes it so hard. Like as a musician, like doing things like mostly independently you're like damn like where do i start like where's my like where's my niche like how do we grow um but twitter's always fun like for a laugh as well um it depends i love your twitter account by the way (laughs) Uh, (laughs) thank you again try to not try to just i'm not there to like you know give out like crazy takes like most of the time um i'm just there to like enjoy it and i took myself way too seriously as a fan of music for so long like i was just like very much in that like mindset as a fan where I felt like I needed to like judge everything very harshly. And I just, I didn't even like doing that. Like if I like it, great. I'm going to tell people about it. If I don't, that's cool too, but I'm not going to go bash it. It's just not, it's not going to happen. It doesn't achieve anything for me. Um, obviously Instagram's great. Cause I can see, like I said, got to see your content through there. Then you start popping up on TikTok, and there's obviously some really cool creators on Instagram when it's showing me what I actually want to see and not breaking, which is only about half the time, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's something that's totally out of our control. I mean, don't worry. I, I see frustrations every single day online of people being like, how come Instagram isn't showing my content to my followers? What's the point of having followers if it's not showing it to them? So that's just, that's an extra challenge. I think with the social media and reaching your audience, right. Is you're sort of always at the mercy of what the platform wants to do. And none of us own that platform that we're growing, right? A hundred percent. It's such a key point, I think, in terms of like, obviously in content creation, but as musicians as well, like even if you want to go as far to say Spotify, like, you know, that's something that's sort of been, um, the seeds have sort of been like planted that Spotify is not going to be around forever. Like if you have a huge audience on Spotify, great. Like that's really cool. It's an mm-hmm. awesome platform. I'm definitely not a Spotify basher. I actually really love the platform and what it's done for bands like us, but it's not going to be the platform forever. So you have to be able to adapt and move, like move in different ways. And like you said, none of us own that. Like you don't own like your real estate on those platforms. So you have to be prepared to mix it up. And that's probably the biggest challenge for smaller bands in 2023 is like, how do we like continue to evolve, you know, as, as social media changes, as the music landscape changes post COVID. Yeah. I think we need to look at social media, like a tool to promote 
what we actually have or own or whatever. So for you as a band, you kind of like, you know, back in the day, there was MySpace and that sort of evolved and things have just kind of evolved so quickly. And like you said, Spotify might not be here tomorrow, but there's going to be something to replace it. And then you just need to learn how to use and build off of that, right? Um, I mean, a lot of bands build those fans where hopefully they will follow you from Instagram into whatever new social media platform there is, right? So uh, hopefully that's sort of what happens. And I mean, I know it's a lot of work and I, I, I feel for bands because I know that a lot of bands are you're you're busy touring and probably working your day job and then creating content like it, it's it's like a an 80 hour week i'm sure uh do you get any help from your band members doing that or is that sort of mostly you i think it's a great like you know a lot of really good points there Matt. i think yeah it is like a, a constant grind but i think the biggest thing is and i don't I think my mindset mindset has shifted a lot over the last probably year. I used to be like all about the process. Like I'm in here, like I love the process. I love like doing this every day, like whether it's writing, recording, planning, content, whatever, it all falls into that bucket of band work. And yes, like the guys do give it a big help, especially when it comes to like planning, touring. Like obviously they're the ones doing the bulk of the songwriting. I sort of come in at the end with lyrics, some concepts and stuff. But when it comes to the social media stuff, that's my that's my wheelhouse. That's where I feel like I've sort of learned a lot. But I sort of learned to love the end result more than the actual process because it is so constant. There are days when I just do not want to do it. Like seriously, just because I do, I work a full-time day job, um, like in a corporate sort of environment. So my days can be really long. Sometimes the last thing I want to do when I get home after a day of work is post about metalcore, like for real. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's a snowball effect. If you're passionate about something, if you love doing something, they're the kind of little things you have to do day to day to keep yourself moving forward. Um, and that's, I think, the most important thing. You don't always have to love the day in, day out of it, but you have to sort of love like where you want to go and be passionate about that, right? I think that's I think, really important. I think that's where the discipline comes into effect, right? It's sort of the same thing with like going to the gym. You know, there's days where after work, you don't want to go to the gym, but if you want that end result, you push yourself through that one day. You have those days where they're a little bit easier and you're inspired and you're motivated and you're doing all that than those days where you're not so much, which it's the same thing with content, I feel. At least that's that's how I felt. I think I think that's exactly right, mate. And I think you've, like, like I said, creators such as yourself that are like showing up like you know day in day out putting stuff out there that is like you know good quality like you're not but again i also relate really like i relate a lot to artists and there's so many of us that get burnt out from the whole mm -hmm. process and and that's the biggest challenge like for real that is the thing because yes you might have a break from music or writing you don't want to take a break from music or writing because in this 24-hour cycle you have to, I mean, unless you're prepared to like have to work back up, you know, you don't, you don't scale the mountain halfway and then you resume. No, if you, if you stop, you, you got to start again a lot of the time, unless you're like a huge band, you know, that's the thing. No one cares if like you're a smaller band and you take like a six month hiatus, you, you've got to yeah. go in again and do it. And that's why I think I'd rather do, you know, two, three, four, 5% every day versus, um, you know, just stopping entirely because I'm, I'm so, I want to keep going and keep, keep doing this because I love it. Is there anything that you find is good for sort of sparking things back up? 
Honestly, I think if you get an idea that gives you like a, and I'm sure you can relate to this, like you have an idea where it's like, this sounds fun. I'm keen. Like, but you're not always going to get that. I think it's all, if you don't have that, it's about, it's about your routine. It's about your habits. Like, you know, are you going to work into your day or your every couple of days? Where am I going to find time to do X, Y, and Z? Like the gym analogy. Like if I know that I have to go to the gym before work and I've got myself like set up to do it, it's a lot harder for me to, it's a lot harder for me or should I say a lot easier just to go versus like putting up excuses. So I think if you build those habits in, it's a lot easier to follow that pattern and consistency. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing with social media. Um, do you ever find that you're like writing songs or choruses or verses for content, like kind of like writing, being like, oh yeah, this one's going to be good on TikTok. I hate that that's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and truthfully, like I, I felt so I, sometimes you, and I've done that. I love doing parodies as well. Like I love like, like we did the bring me the rise and like cats and metal thing. Like we turned that into, we made sure we played it on, we, we, we played it on tour. Like, I don't know how much more that. you can. Yeah. I don't know how much like, you know, people really receptive to that. Like doing like the high school musical stuff. Like I love doing things that like are fun and are a break from like the, the grind of writing original stuff. Um, but yeah, you do. You you think about certain parts when you're recording. You go, cool, that could be fun. But at the same time, you also have to go. I don't want to sort of sacrifice like what what you're doing, like with the bigger picture of the songs and the record or whatever, just for that, because that can kind of be like a slippery slope. You sort of lose sort of sight of the bigger picture. So it's a fun, again, it's a fine line. But yeah, you definitely factor it in. Yeah, I guess especially because I mean, your music is so heavily emotional, and you don't yeah. want to you don't want to make that cheesy just for social media. Definitely, and that's that's why. And I think like being a band that plays heavier music, if you're constantly just just doing the same sort of serious stuff, that that would be very like I would probably find that quite hard after a while. That's why it's like let's do a cover, let's do a Christmas song, let's do like a parody just for like Instagram or or socials or whatever. Like at, you, there's so so many tools at our disposal to try new things. Like and that way, it doesn't feel so stale. So when you're doing that original music, when you're locked into like lyrics and recording you really feel like that has a, it's a real purpose there. Like I'm here to do this. And that's the cornerstone of what our band is at the end of the day. The other stuff's just kind of supplementary and it does help to keep things fresh, um, you know, as well. Do you ever find that like doing those parodies or covers sort of takes away what you're doing in the serious sense? Cause yes. I know I've, I've, I've talked to, <laughs> I've, I've talked to some other people that have sort of mentioned that where they're kind of like, well, I'm so much more than these parodies. So like, I don't want to be known for these parodies. So I'm curious, I'm curious how you feel about that. It's a great question. Like before, when we did the high school musical one, it was like, I knew it was a fun idea because I'd seen like stuff pop up and I knew that it would probably do well if it was executed properly. And like when it did well, like when we posted it, I was like, man, like so many people, you got to finish the full song. And I was like, I think it was like two weeks before I was meant to go on my, I was meant to come to the States on a holiday. And I was like, I've got two options. I can either just not, or I can, I can do it and like have fun with it. And I, I pushed myself and finished the song, did the video, all of that. And it was a lot, it was really cool, but there's probably two weeks in that I could have spent like crafting lyrics for an original song or working on other content. So yeah, it does take, if you're spending your time doing that, it is it is taking away, but I think the end result can be you're sort of more than the sum of your parts. You're not just you know 
you're not just a metalcore band. You're doing other things around that as well. And I'm, I'm passionate about that because I don't want to be just known as a metalcore vocalist. I want to be like doing other things too. I want to be like doing fun things and, and um, you know, not just being a little bit diverse, if that makes sense. I want to get into a couple more fun questions rather than social media. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I already know your answer here, but bleh or brie and why? <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, as you, as you prefaced, uh, it is going to be, it is going to be bleh. Um, but you know, when I was younger, like growing up, listening to like heavy, heavy bands, heavier than I listen to now, I'm not going to pretend that I'm still listening to like old school Whitechapel and Chelsea Green because I'm not, but I loved a good pig squeal, man. Loved it. And I could never, even to this day, can not do a really, really good one. Um, but I think nowadays, love throwing out the Blair shows, love the content around it. It's just so much fun. And um, yeah, I think the best bands that have sort of come up and made it a thing, like, like they're still kicking ass today, like Motionless and White, obviously Architects, I think are dropping a heavy new single, like I think tomorrow or something. And I, if they have a Blair in there, I think Twitter might just break. Um, so yeah, got to be the Blair. Yeah, I also feel like Blair's a lot easier on uh, on the throat. I don't, I don't know. I like <laughs> in high school, like figured out how to do a pig squeal and I was just like walking around doing it like crazy and just yeah. absolutely demol because it's all on the inhale, right? Yeah, right. The good, <laughs> the best pig squeals are inhaled and I got told so many times early on, be careful because you can F your voice up. So I, that was my excuse for not pursuing uh, my deathcore dreams. I'd be like walking around going, I can't even do it right now because I don't want to yeah. be too loud. I got my fiance sleeping in the other yeah. room. But, yeah. uh, you know, you go and try to do it. And then it was like afterwards, just like my, I'm like, how do people do concerts where they're doing this for like an hour and a half? This is crazy. Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. It's probably something that over the last couple of years, like, like it was it was definitely it was definitely a prominent like vocal technique like of the MySpace deathcore days and like the early two thousands, but gotta respect a good pig squeal, pig squeal, we have to. Who do you think has the best bleh? You know, it's a good question, man. I think, you know, I I, I wanna I know a lot of people will say, Well, it's gotta be Chris or it's gotta be Sam, but I think uh Chris Motionless, but I have to say it's probably gotta be Chris from like Moth to Flames. He delivers some epic blares. He like crushes it live. Obviously they all do all amazing vocalists, but yeah, Chris, Chris from like Monster Flames is an absolute menace on the microphone and um, got to witness firsthand some of his work um, at a show a couple of months ago. And yeah, they're underrated band. So anyone who's not listening to like Monster Flames needs to check them out. They're sick. And uh, last question. I like to end off the pod asking everyone the same question. Who's your favorite up and coming band or artist right now? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, I wish I, uh, but, 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 but I, uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not even going to say that they're up and coming as much because they're crushing it. They've toured Europe. They're like 600,000 monthly listeners, but I still feel like, um, a band called Of Virtue, they released an album, I want to say like last month. Um, and they're one of my favorite up and coming bands. I think they're going to be like, you know, touring all over the US, headlining festivals in the future. Um, definitely want to get them down to Australia ASAP. But yeah, everyone should go check out Of Virtue. They're a sick band, real cool blend of like melodic and heavy and right up my alley. So Amazing. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the R Space podcast today. And uh, I really appreciate this and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to Our Space with Matt Batiste. If you enjoyed yourself, please support the show by subscribing and leaving a review.